1: Hello, and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo with Stewardship and Mission of Faith, and I'm joined today by Tom DeAngelis and Tom Fertle. How are you guys doing? All right. Good, good morning. Thanks, now. Rob. Uh, so good to be here with you guys. For those of you who have been with us before, welcome back. For those who are new, Reflections from the Heart is a gospel reflection, uh, where we look at the gospel for this coming Sunday, but instead of waiting for Mass to, to see the gospel for the first time, we get to open open it up here and, uh, and just see what the Holy Spirit has to, to say to us. And for those who are new, and even for those who have been here, sometimes it's good to be reminded, you know, just to, to say that prayer in the beginning, you know, Lord, what do you have to say to me today through this gospel? And and a lot of times a word or a phrase will jump out and then you keep pondering that. And, uh, and then Lord will, Will we'll lead you and guide you in, into maybe how he wants you to change a little bit as a, a husband, as a wife, as a mother, as a father, as a friend, as a brother, sister. Uh, so it's fun. And the gospel today is uh, from Mark 1, 14 to 20. So we're going to be opening up with a prayer, but anybody who uh, has access to the internet or has, has a Bible handy, Mark 1, 14 to 20. But before we do that, Mr. Fertile. You can open us up with a prayer, please. Absolutely.
2: In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you for the gift of life. We we ask you into our midst. We ask you to be with us, that your Holy Spirit would dwell within us and among us and inspire our discussions, to sp- inspire uh, the words that we speak, that we may be your instruments. We ask for the Holy Spirit to touch those who are listening, that they may be graced again with a message from you inspired to go forth and to pick up crosses and to live our daily lives and our and our daily struggle and and just being faithful followers and bringing our message of love And mercy to all whom we encounter. We ask that all of our work here this morning be with you, of you, and through you. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Beautiful. Thanks, Tom.
3: And Tommy D., if you can read the gospel for us, please. Uh, Again, it's Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They too were in a boat, mending their nets. Then he called to them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Christ. Wow. Talk, talk about a, a call, right? Uh, so many times in my life that I'm, I'm, I'm mending my nets. <laughs> I'm engaged in what I'm doing, and, and you get those little inspirations, maybe, those little promptings to, to do something. And, and I think the hardest thing for me still is to be open completely to allowing the Lord to interrupt whatever I'm doing. Right, and that mm-hmm. that I'd be um, I'd be prepared and open for that interruption to uh, to allow Jesus to touch my heart, uh, and then to follow follow through with the promptings that He's asking me to do. Um, so these guys were interrupted <laughs> big time, right? They they jump ship, and uh, literally, right? Well, Jesus begins with you know this is the time of
2: fulfillment, you know, and I think that that's that what you're saying, Rob. It, it's he, he starts out with saying now now's the time. It's not tomorrow not next week and you know speaking for myself I'm sure there's no other no other uh, procrastinators out there but you know there's always tomorrow there's always next week there's always next hour and uh, no matter you know matter what it is and you know I, th- I think spiritually the same thing you know well you know I can uh, I'll get to that later on or I can I can put off that you know that prayer or whatever it is and and uh, you know the reminder of that this is the time there was a sense of a sense of urgency that you know I think we can uh, you know we, we can lose and you um, days and weeks and hours drift by. And, and I think that's the reminder of Jesus, you know, it starts with that. This is a time of fulfillment. It was true then, uh, and, and it's true now. There, there, there is no hesitation. You know, we don't know the hour, the day, the minute. So there's no better time like the present to, to you know, em- embrace our faith, to, to go the extra mile, to be the people that we're, you know, we're called to be and to take those steps to, to live that, that life. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is the time today, right now, this hour.
3: Amen. I think it's important, too. And one of the things I wrestle with in the spiritual life is to be able to discern the difference between um, a distraction and an interruption from the Lord, okay. because there's other voices out there that sometimes <laughs> distract you. And uh, and a lot of times you don't realize that it wasn't, you know, what you thought it was until you get to the end and you've already wasted the time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important as we go on um, that we recognize the difference between a call from the Lord, uh, you know, obviously somebody that needs help or somebody that's, you know, kind of petitioning you for assistance or something like that. Yeah, that's, those are, those are kind of obvious, but there are other distractions that come up, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I get a lot of um, emails from religious organizations where i click on, I go, this, this would be really interesting to read right now, but I'm in the middle of doing some work. So I put it aside and then, you know, you, you end up spending time going, chasing down, you know, different references to things. And, uh, you know, and maybe that's not wasn't the best use of your time. But I think it's important to to grow in understanding that uh, what which really are the calls from Jesus, and which I mean, if anybody else was walking by them, would they have responded the way they responded to Jesus? Uh, and that's the difference between, you know, hearing a call from God. And just going off down a rabbit hole because it seems interesting, you know.
2: You know, just this morning I was saying to a coworker, like I consider her like my Jiminy Cricket, you know, little my little advice on my shoulder. Yeah. Of course, in you know, in that hearing those voices, Tom, you know, you, you, people. The classic example is you've got you know you've got the good angel on yeah. one shoulder <laughs> yeah. and got the devil on the other. Yeah, you know, yeah. for me it's more like you know I've got the good angel on one shoulder. I think the other shoulder is my pride. I think is what it is. It's not so uh, much you know it's not so yeah. much discerning between is this of God or not of God is or the devil is this good or bad. Yeah. It's is this what God's want or is what I want, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's so. My right. my conflict is the good angel and and I think my ego, you know, but yeah. but I want to do this or I think, you know, and so that's that and that's. I think for me personally, that's sometimes a harder voice to discern yeah. because, you know, just because we're listening to God does not mean that we shouldn't be doing good things. That does not mean right. we need to be, we need to be act with humility, but we can still be bold and we can still take on big projects. We can mm-hmm. still take on big endeavors, you know? So, um, you know, being humble does not mean being docile. So sometimes for me, it's like the big idea or the big plan, the big, but, but whose is it? You know, yeah. so I think for me personally, that's the the, the, the two angels are not necessarily good and evil. It's, uh, mm. it's good and good, good in me, you know, good versus yeah. me or, you know, something like that.
1: Now, now, with both, with what both of you guys said, uh, you would think a spiritual director would be helpful mm-hmm. in, in, in that situation. Do either of you have experience with having a spiritual director or any parts of your life, having someone that you were able to go to, to, to bounce off, you know, bounce these ideas off of these voices, these inspirations to, to help, uh, help guide you?
2: I, yeah. I haven't formally, but I definitely have, you know, have, have people in my life in different places I've been where you could go to for that, you know the the, the, uh, the occasional you know guidance, and I think that is extremely helpful. You know, there's no doubt about it. Um, and, I, and I think the key was someone you know again, for, for just speaking for me personally, someone who can look beyond, who knows enough about you to know to help you discern. No, oh, no, that's that's the pride kicking in. You know, mm-hmm. let's 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 back and, and 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 drop that down. I think spiritual advisement, though, is you know having friends who have been through, uh, who ha- and have steady advisement uh, seems to be a, a really valuable thing. No doubt about it. In yeah. Time,
3: yeah. No, I've I've had a spiritual director uh, I did for many years, um, Father Lou Ogden, who mm. passed away, and then mm-hmm. and it's been three years. So, but uh, there are Dominicans, uh, and I'm a, because I'm a lay Dominican. There are Dominicans at our parish that I will frequently go to to talk over some things or. Uh, a lot of times I'll just go, I'll stand at the end of the line for confession, and I'll, so I know I'm the last one, and then th- they'll have a little time that I can talk beyond just the confession, you know, say, Father, I'm wrestling with this problem or something. But I think it's it's very valuable because um, two things that, that I learned over the years working with, with Father Ogden is number one, it's really important to have somebody else who has a deep spirituality, you know, that really has pushed beyond maybe where you are or even if they're at the same level as you that can look over your shoulder and say ah, i don't know about that or you know what that's that's consistent that's what you've been talking about so it helps it helps you to discern uh, more clearly what you know, what's of God and what maybe is your pride or the, you know, the devil, or it's just because the, the thing that's difficult about the spiritual life a lot of times, especially when we get to the point where we've, we've gotten rid of the obvious mortal sin, you know, activity in our life is discerning between the good and the best, you know, discerning between what really is God's will and what is a good thing. But it really doesn't take you anywhere. It doesn't take you or it destroys the consistency in your spiritual life. So that's really an important. And and sometimes you can't see that. Sometimes to have somebody... Stand behind you and say, "No, nope, nope. That's not God. that's not God on your shoulder there. That's that's the other shoulder you need to." So that's important. The other thing that I wrestled with for a long time, and it's part of spiritual direction. If you do any you know reflecting on it, the tradition of spiritual direction is that when your spiritual director tells you to do something, you're supposed to do it. Mm. You know, and for a while it was like, well, you know, it's kind of optional. Can I get a no. second
1: opinion, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: And uh, it wasn't until I did my permanent promises uh, as a Dominican that I came to realize that, you know, spiritual direction is meant to be – because that's the way way that the the friars do it. The Dominican friars and the sisters, they take spiritual direction. Now, it it means you have to have an experienced spiritual director who understands that what they're telling you is going to be something that you're supposed to do. uh, So that they don't just – toss things off lightly and the one thing father was very good about was he'd say look this is just my opinion I'm not telling you you have to do this Mm -hmm. but then there were some things that he'd say I really do think you need to do that like I think you need to go to confession more regularly or you need to you're going too often you know you're starting to get into an echo chamber and you're you know you're you're looking too deeply into some things and you're becoming scrupulous or something like that and so and if he says go every two weeks don't go every week then you're you're really obligated to do that Uh, And that was a, that was a struggle because I think, oh, you know, but every week makes me feel better. I think, you know, (laughs) no, no. He said, go every two weeks, go every two weeks Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not for you. It's not right to go every week. For some people, it's a month. For some people, they do need to go every week. So, it, uh, it just really a,
1: disciplines us in, in, in obedience,
3: yeah. right? That, that, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And when I made, the, you know, one of the things we do as Dominicans is part of our promises is is to, we promise, it's not a vow, it's not a solemn vow, so it's not a matter of confession we violate, but we promise to be, uh, to pra- practice poverty as best we can in our circumstances in life, pra- practice chastity as a married person or a single person, whatever, and to practice obedience, and, you know, obedience to a spiritual director is part of that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a similar commitment to what a solemn vow is. It's not a matter of mortal sin if you violate it, but it is a matter of probably a venial sin or willful pride, you know, so that's an, that's an area where you can, you kind of look at it and say, well, you know, he told me to do this and I really don't feel like doing it, you know, yeah. or, or I, I think he's wrong, you know, well, you know, you're really obligated to do it and find out. You know, and if you if if you do change your frequency of confession, for example, and go back to the Father after a month or two months and say, Father, I think I don't think this is working. Well, that's more fee, that's more information for him in making his decision. You know, but I think it's important. That, you know, those two things I think are the most important thing that you have somebody be able, you know, look at your life, your spiritual life and say, good choice, you're moving in the right direction, and then somebody to tell you what you need to know sometimes and Put you under obligation to do it that's good so, so I, i've yeah. had
1: a, a director for like kind of fits and starts you know a mm-hmm. little bit here a mm-hmm. little bit there uh but the times that i've had had them it was it was beautiful it was a yeah. beautiful relationship to, yeah. to open up and i think a lot of it's on us to be transparent like, that we have to you know yeah. we can't try to make everything you know look all fine and dandy like sometimes we gotta yeah. you know we gotta let it all out in order for the holy spirit to work through the director right. Um, you know they're 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 not gonna think any less of us, uh, right? And and they'll be able to help us more if yeah if, if we're completely transparent. Um, but another question I was gonna ask you guys, and you know, this is exciting. You know God's God's plan for us is so much better than our plan for us, right? So these guys, I'm sure, all had their plans. They had their business plan and their fishing business, and and God called. They followed, and you know the great adventure happened after that, right? Um. So, Tom, you mentioned lay you know being a lay Dominican, I'm sure there, there was a call to that, and uh, Tom, you know the other the other time, Tom Fertile, you know you were in education for twenty years, and then you felt called out of that to kind of do you know little little things different any any thoughts on on the call? like you know how, how did you discern or feel or hear those different calls?
2: yeah I think I think the the key there you know we go back to like how many times I think it, on on our talk here have I mentioned you know the sound of music and go <laughs> that go back to the classic example of Maria going find God's will and follow it you know and i and I think that takes um, it takes reflection, it takes that transparency you talked about, you know, it takes some spiritual discipline to, to be in tune with, you know, what what it, what am I being called to do? Because again, it's very easy to get caught up in what do I want to do or what I think I'm good at. Um, and I've learned in my life that there are times that, you know, I, I, was, I was good at what I was doing, but it was time for something different. Mm-hmm. And I think that the only way you get there is through that, through being self-reflective, through being open to that prompting, you know? um, and, you know, again, from doing power truth ministry to being campus minister, the religion teacher, becoming a principal of school administration, like that, that road along the line, I, I, I knew, um, I was convinced, you know, heart, mind, body, and soul that it was, it was time for the, for a next progression. Um, and again, there's I don't, I can't, you know, I can't tell you a formula for it other than always being, um, I think there was, I think sometimes there's signs, you know, when I, when I, I used to joke around when I would look at my, you know, another retreat coming up as campus minister and I'd start going, oh, another retreat. It's probably time that you know you might you might want to move yeah, on, but but I, but you know I joke around about that, but but again I think there's little indications where you start thinking, well if I'm not if the if the fire in the belly is not there anymore, it might be time to look yeah. at something. So it's a it's an emotional thing, but also a spiritual thing. I think God has prepared you for other things. So it's being open to say what is your will? what is your will, what is your will, and again when it's time, you know, real quick, I love the word. I mean the word abandon mm-hmm. used here is such a strong word. It's not yeah. like you know well they they shifted. You know, they, 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 abandoned, like they said, okay, yeah. we're done. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, for me personally, um, when I've changed, I had to say, okay, what I, that chapter was great, but it's now the new chapter. I can't go back. I'm not going to rewrite. I'm not, you, you gotta, you gotta mm. put your hand on the plow that God puts before you and you go with that plow and you move on.
3: Uh, and I have very similar experiences with moving, uh, from position to position or from company to company, or even in some cases from one career path to another career path but uh, with and and those are things that I think were a little bit more difficult for me to discern but there there are symptoms. I mean there are things that come up sometimes and sometimes it's not necessarily a push like I'm getting tired or the fire in the belly's not there sometimes it's a pull you know it's the, mm-hmm. it's it's a need that you say I think I can have a bigger impact there on people or on the company or whatever versus staying where I am and continuing to do. And it may even be, I really like what I'm doing, but this looks like a better... Opportunity, a better you know better compensation for my family, you know things like that that you look at with regard to the Dominicans though that that's a that was what I always hoped I would have from a career standpoint, but I didn't was when I read the Dominican charism, it was like, sign me up i'm ready I'm ready to go. There wasn't It was like these guys. It was like that's where I need to be why did why did it take me till I was fifty five or whatever fifty six to find this, you know. Because our, our the charism of Dominican Order is that we that we pray and study, and the study is like contemplative study like we really and i I've always studied like that I always felt like when I would come out of a really deep you know reading of uh, the scriptures or a philosophy or a theologian or something like that Thomas Aquinas I think. Boy, that was almost like being in church, you know? I mean, you feel close to God. Even if it's a novel, you just feel absorbed in something bigger than yourself. So we do that. We pray and study, and they're both, you know, kind of sides of the same coin in order to be able to share the fruits of that with people in preaching. So we're order of preachers. But that sounds like we all we do is preach. You know, we're in a pulpit and do that. Preaching, you know, as you, you guys well know, preach how we live our lives, how we interact with other people, what we communicate in our dealings in the, in the office, you know, what, is, what our apostolate, and we, we build community with each other in order to get better at that. So <clears throat> it's this whole interplay. So it has me spending more time, more reflective time, more thinking time, more journaling time, more reading time in front of the Blessed Sacrament so that I can share that more deeply with people in my life in whatever way I'm being called to, to preach to them, you know, quote unquote preach, because I'm not a pulpit preacher. I'm not a deacon or a priest. Um, but there was there was no question about that. When I, when I saw that, was like, I got to find a third order, you know, a lay Dominican chapter and join it. And there just happened to be one in Lancaster, you know, which, uh, you know. And so I, it, was, it was very much like this. The call happened. It was like, leave the nets behind. I'm gone. You know, whatever it takes, I'm going to be part of that organization because that's that just – how can I love God better, love Christ better, and love the people around me better? this is going to help me do that. And that was never, that was never a question. The other stuff that discernment, you know, professional and career and things like that. Uh, but I think, I think, and I know you share this too, Rob, because we talked about it. it. Those things aren't just like they are for a lot of other people, just professional or financial or, you know, or business related or whatever. They're, they're part of our vocation. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't separate the eight to 10 to 12 hours a day that you spend a lot of time on the job from your spiritual life because it's just part of what we do especially in our work you know with stewardship
1: and it's all it's all ministry once once we accept the overall call right the the come come after me don't don't go before right come (laughs) after me i I circle it after you know sometimes i i go before so come after me so when we accept that then everything is mission everything is ministry everything is an opportunity to bring jesus's love and light and truth into the world, secular or ministry work or church work, whatever. Um, so, you know, it's, it's that, that four o'clock moment that we talked about last week in the gospel, yeah. you know, those, those Andrew and, and John, or who are, I forget who the two are, Andrew and one of the other guys, um, they said it was four in the afternoon. Like they, they remembered that moment. That they said yeah. yes. That they were all in. And uh, you know, once we have that that all in moment, and it's a it's a cultivating process. You know, it's not like it just happened overnight. It may it may seem like it is, mm-hmm. like where you remember the day, but you yeah. you were, your heart was cultivated for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, my, my four o'clock moment was December thirty first, two thousand and three. But prior to that, my wife challenged us, saying we never, you know, read the Bible. We didn't even own a Bible, so we got a Bible and we were reading the Bible the year before that. Um, and we started serving in, in the youth ministry. We started doing some things. And our heart was cultivated, and then once the whole idea of surrender was presented to us, it was like to me, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, how can I say no?" All right? Yeah. I never, I never heard it. I'm sure heard it, but I just wasn't ready to listen. Um, so you know, it, it's exciting. And you know, when, when, we say yes to God and, and really trust that his plan is, is better than our plan. And we realize. I know Tom, a couple weeks ago, we were at mass at St. Joan of Arc and the priest said, God is always talking to us. Mm-hmm. Always. God is always talking to us. Is, is, are we in a position to listen? All right? That he is mm-hmm. constantly talking to us, constantly trying to get our attention. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're, you know, we're in a position of listening a little more than others. Um, But it's it's, it's exciting that God, and there's calls within a call. Um, One of our newest ministries, our newest ministry, the Fathers of St. Joseph, uh, Devin Shad always says that our main, as men, our main ministry is our family. And then what we do to earn a paycheck is our fundraising for that ministry.
3: That's a good way to look at it. Right, you know, so, yeah. so
1: then you don't confuse the two. Right. Yeah, you know, so we're not, we're not defined by what we do and our work and how we get the paycheck. Our ministry is our family because we're irreplaceable. Any of us, you know, anywhere we go, we can be replaced. But we cannot be replaced as the father of our kids, as the grandfather of our kids, if, you know, the mother of our kids, the grandmother of our kids, the spouse to our, to our wives and, and our husbands. So, um yeah, so that's our main ministry. Even if we're in full-time ministry like the 3 of us are, our still our main ministry is our family.
2: And that uh, that ministering to our family, the 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 trusting God, the the bringing bringing our faith into whatever situation we're in, that th- those are all things that that's what believing is. Mm-hmm. You know this part. You know, believe in the gospel. Well, repent first. That's a, <laughs> not, not not a small point. Okay, yeah. repent first. People forget that part. Oh, yeah. I believe that we repent first. Go and sin no more. We like the forgiveness part. Yeah. We forget about the go and sin no more part. But all right, move on. <laughs> repent first. But that believe in gospel. Believe is an action verb. You know, it's, it's 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 an act. We do it. It's a verb. You know, if I believe in you know free speech, then I fight for free speech. I. Act, you know, I do something about it, and believing is is not a uh, an activity simply of the intellect. You know, of course, we know that it's it's everything, and so my I show my belief, and I and I strengthen my belief, and I live my my belief in in the day to day. You know, at at the workplace, no matter what kind of workplace it is, um, at home with my family, no matter where I am, no matter whom I'm encountering, is where I was. Where I believe my, my belief takes my, my belief takes action. I think that's uh, an important part. You know, belief is not just something that we do on an hour on on an hour on Sunday. You know, and again, it may not be preaching from the from the street corners, but my goodness, we've got a million opportunities a week to. You know, bring people closer or further away from God based on how we act, and that is what belief is—belief in, in in action, no doubt about it.
3: And just you know, I mentioned about the Dominican uh, lay Dominican apostolate, but there's also the Benedictines. I mean, if you have a if you have a uh, drive for hospitality, that's that's to look into that. Lay apostolates are very. Uh, un, very much unknown among the Catholic population. If you love working with the poor, if you work soup kitchens and things like that, you might consider Franciscans because their their charism is to is to live with the poor and to to be poor and to experience you know poverty and to share their life with the poor, to beg for the poor, to do things for mm-hmm. the poor. So there's other you know there's other. Um, ministries out there that you that we can become part of as as a layperson that are really important to the church do the do the work of the church. but they're also part of our commitment to God. They just intensify that commitment that we that we have. And if we're trying to grow, that's a great way to do that with a community that has the same drive that you have.
1: and and when we look at, You know, we talk about believe, repent and believe. And, Tom, you mentioned, don't forget about the repenting part, right? (laughs) Uh, But believe in what? Believe in the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news. The good news. You know, it's not like repent and believe that your life is gonna be miserable until the day you <laughs> yeah. die and then oh you're gonna to get to go to heaven, yay. Right? No, repent and believe in the good news. The good news is that God loves us so much. That he loves us so much he became one of us, showed us how to live, showed us how that we're going to, there's gonna be suffering, that through that suffering and death that we will rise with him. It's good news for life and to have life in abundance. Jesus said he came so that we, with it so that we would have life and have it abundantly, abundant joy, abundant peace, abundant hope, abundant kindness. So all my brothers and sisters out there, I pray for all of us to accept that
0: abundant life. God bless you all. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups. Or call us at 717-367-0100.